Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your host in the house in the house in the W. You know how I said that? Duh, D A. You take you just the T A G. You're just going to move right on from that to duh. That's that's old old news. That is definitely not urban slang. That just reminded me of the scene from Dumb and Dumber where he's trying to read. He's going duh, duh. The other guy goes, yeah, it's the. Starting with jokes. You always remember these movies. I can't. My memory's not as as sharp as yours. I've got some good '90s memory uh, movies. I can I can do pretty well with. But this, new, this new stuff, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not really. It's hard for me to sit down and watch anything. a whole movie these days. But I do get hooked up on that binge TV at three <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I liked it back in the day where you couldn't watch the next episode yeah, for another. It week. made you yearn for something. Yeah. Now, now it's like I got to know what happens. It's just so so too is the world. Yeah. It's just instant gratification. Everybody's ruined. Instant gratification. Man, we had uh, a Roby family town hall yesterday. We sure did, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven, seven in the morning. It, uh, it, it's so cool to be able to see so many people in one space. It's it just, really, it, it makes you feel. We got a wonderful family of staff, uh, family, um, our different business lines. Everybody that's local gets together. Yep. So we've got to see a bunch of faces. Uh, something cool we've been doing for the last couple of years every quarter. Yeah, had some so, come, uh, come. A, little, a little momentum in this thing. We had Chad come up from Greenville, our, our, our services guru. I didn't mean uh, him. It w- was up from Greenville. Well, thanks for the intro. Yeah, they, they scurried right on to a sales meeting right afterwards. They were Got to uh, be selling. You and I Always had to be selling. We had to meet on something else, I think, right afterwards. So we got, we got, we got snookered away, too. ABS. Always be selling. I thought it was ABC. Always be closing. Oh, 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 oh. Um, That's also I, a movie I thought, quote. I I also I hadn't used my alphabet in so long. I kind of forgot it. <laughs> An alphabet. I need to man. talk to Ford. He'll he straighten me out. <laughs> I think they bought an internet company or something. The alphabet. Really? Yeah, Google. I think they. It's that, been a pretty good on a pretty good run the last couple months. I think. Uh, wouldn't they? They go public like a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, something, That's something good. like that. Well, you so speaking of tech stuff, r- real quick before we get jumping. And if you need to Google the at home with Roby Go- show. Hey, I like what you did there. I, or oh, I'm gonna go Apple for you. Go on the podcast and listen to the. At I home met with two show. business fellas last night in Gastonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey and Ken Pruitt from Digitrol. Yep. Uh, told them about the show. Had good conversations, very same cool. industry industry as ours. Uh, very well respected folks. On my way here, before I got in the car, I sent them the link to the Martin McKinley show, and then I said, "Why, well, instead of listening to Hey Dad again for the eight millionth time and <laughs> cry?" Yeah, I said, "I'm gonna listen to this," and it was opposite of crying, crying with laughter. Well, so, that's okay. Let's talk about Hey Dad just for a second. I don't want to make you cry. Uh, I can't see the timer, so we're, yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm we're plenty good. We got bill. Uh, we pay them bills, homie. It, it was cool. You, you we did have we did have the town hall with the company yesterday. And you were able to talk about your dad a little bit, so yeah. your brother. And it was cool. It just sort of sparked some stories that afterwards with that was a, the, our, our group of directors from the commercial and services side, just telling stories. And we, we we started the media and telling stories about your dad, which. Uh, Meant so much to, to all of us at Roby, but I think he would have been pretty proud looking down that yesterday. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, when we started the radio show eight and a half, nine years ago, it was right after his passing. Yeah. 
and, and my brother Travis, who's never come on the show, maybe one day that'll change, but whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> but he said, man, y'all you're going to do is get on there and talk about dad and talk about our history. I don't know, nobody know all this stuff. And I was like, well, I kind of do want people to know. So it's really cool to see how he's evolved in nine years, uh, his willingness to speak. He does a great job. He does a wonderful uh, Travis job. Travis does. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about dad, telling yeah. the stories and joking. He might have even thrown a little slang word in there <laughs> and then made a joke about it. I was like, dang, <laughs> he did go to Harding. He is from the west side. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can take the boy out to trailer park or the hood or wherever they from, but you can't take it out of them. <laughs> That's what they say. Preach. I'm in. <laughs> West Side. Very good thing because we have dirty South say. Customs on yes. the day. And I thought about this when I was uh, exercising this morning. I was excited because my good friend, uh, his sham Bedouin's coming on, and he owns Dirty South Customs. And we really, we, we like our friends to come on and promote their business, talk about their stories yeah, and yeah. stuff, but we really never try to do any direct selling. So I hope... That Hisham has some buy three, get one free tires and rims Whoa. action or so. I don't know Whoa. what he's got working. But I'm such a raving fan of this business uh, that, uh, and, and it's because of who he is, that I do always sell his. People ask me about my, he redid my expedition. He redid Reagan's van. And people, they, they get a lot of talk. What's the official name of your, your, uh, the whip? Oh, it's a I, whip. I know the official name is the West Side Moneymaker. <laughs> it's no, the, the whip. It's the West Side Breadmaker. The no, whip. It's, uh, but it's cool. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, uh, I met Hisham. Reagan met Hisham when she bought the van originally. And then I met Hisham when, uh, and she did say, you would like this guy. I'm like, no way. Well, I, I know I know the type of people that you like, and I, the way you have talked about uh, Sam is he he's he's a hustler, man. I mean he 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 runs hard and pushes he hard, and that's he does. what we like. And he's that's always like working. We are. Can't get can't. I mean, not gonna outwork the man. Yep. Um, in fact, I, I'll even say that I've seen him work all the time because I, I think one time you and I were in the car around nine thirty at night, and he was texting you. <laughs> Updating you on the card, maybe 930 He or was 10. scared Reagan was going to come drop the hammer on him. Oh, boy. We can talk about that, too. Him and Reagan, they got their own things. She deals with her van. I deal with my car. Two completely separate issues. Isn't she, that right? I think I saw the van parked there earlier this week and some of last, but you want to talk about that? So we got to know. He didn't answer. It's not. Yeah, he does. He's, I know. I'm I'm somebody joking. ran into Reagan's van and I saw his sham wrapped it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. He's got to work on it. But but we got to really know each other and become good friends when, when we bought the property next door. So yes. we, we own property beside each other. We in this together, right? When we return, Hisham Bedouin, I think you uh, got Dirty it. South Customs, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, go back. You can check it out. You can Google us. You'll learn on the first segment. As well as you check out anywhere you can find uh, podcasts. Trent, um, got some technical difficulties over there? No, I was adjusting uh, the sound in front of me for my headset, uh, but it was really his sham sound. Because <laughs> <laughs> I blew his eardrums out of his mine's head. Mine's plugged yeah. in over on your side. I was wondering why your eyes kept getting big and then small, big and then small. <laughs> well, if you had any kind of a headache, I'm sure that, that uh, that's been enhanced, so uh, we'll apologize for that. 
Welcome, Hashem. Yeah, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. All right, get close to the microphone. All I'm right. trying to teach you on this. Okay. You, you, you laid back, I understand. All right. <laughs> What's up with you the Pittsburgh Steelers hat? Well, I was born in Wilmington, North Carolina, but I was raised mostly in, in Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown, Ohio. And if anybody knows anything about Youngstown, they'll know. But um, Youngstown's right between halfway point between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Okay. And it's also the halfway point between Chicago and New York. But anyway, I ended up being a Steeler fan. Going back to that, it was by default because we also lived in Cleveland during the Super Bowl. I became a Steeler fan. First Super Bowl I ever watched, first football game. My brother was cheering for the Cowboys, and I took the other team, luckily. And it was the Steelers? Yes. Really? Yes, 1976. I hear you. Yeah. So Dang. that's where the hat. That's where I put the hat. First game cool. I like ever watched. Hat. Eddie stuck with it. That's that says a lot about somebody. See Eddie. that? Yeah. Doesn't hurt when they win six Super Bowls. So that there you go well, with the hat. Well, one of my very best friends who's been on the show, Doug Lebda, uh, is from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And when David Tepper bought the Panthers, yeah. The Rudy family, I think, took a lot of a lot of Tepper's ownership back. He had to sell it, and and I think they, uh, excuse me, Doug, jumped in. Yes. Because that's where he's from. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope. Uh, Mr. Tepper gets it together. I think he will. Mm, I hope so. Yeah, I thought I thought he'd follow the same program as uh, as the Rooney's doing. Kept the local, nah. the local guy. He made a boo boo there. Obviously. He did. Yeah, he made he? a boo boo. I like to keep it he's local. He's learning. Yeah, he's learning. Well, he, 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 he better hey, learn quick. The guy he hired, I heard on the radio yesterday. I said this at our town hall yep. on the way in. He was on Paul Shat. Paul Shat was giving him a hard time, uh, and uh, he said, "Are you gonna what?" You're going to win more games than you won this year. They won one game, right? <laughs> Am I right about that? And he had two. Okay. And he said, uh, he said, I, I take my wins and my games one day at a time. We're going to try to win the day. Yeah. And if we do that every day, I will be happy with the results at the end of the season. I agree with that. That's a pretty good deal, right? Yeah, for sure. Simplifies it. It, it really does. <laughs> a little faith in there, well, you know. Well, and talking talking about the, that local does guy, simplify. that local guy's playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, if you're talking about Steve Wilkes, if the coach yeah. we let go, yep. yeah, that yes, sir, he's doing a good job. And the player we let go, McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the Super Bowl. Right. Goodness gracious! I wonder if they throw a text message after the game if they win. How yeah. do these how do these football players get get these pretty popular women? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? They got something going on. I don't see it. <laughs> I know, right? TJ said it's the money. Mm-hmm. He's buying sweets. He's buying sweets for a million and a half dollars. Mm-hmm. Or no, his no, his girlfriend is. Woo! Ah, Reagan, you better step up your game. Oh man, <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this radio show. <laughs> it's a test. <laughs> My dad used to say. Uh, I think it was Lindsey Daniels. Zach Daniels been on the radio. She's yeah, yeah, really yeah. old school, wonderful architect that that I grew up uh, knowing of and know and knowing um, and good friend. I think on like the fifteenth page of the spa- plan spec, you know, you got these humongous plans. Nothing was digital, and on the fifteenth page, uh, at the very middle, bottom, it said you got if you don't read this, you got to run around the house, take off your clothes, and run around the house naked or something. <laughs> no, that's got her. So yeah. she knew who read it because yep. only what, if you said something to her about it, you read it. So mm-hmm. we just always said something. She probably took it out. We're still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so so, what age were you when you moved from Wilmington? Well, I, we, I was a baby. We moved to Tampa, and then we from Tampa we moved to Ohio. 
I've been back in Charlotte since 1997. You know, I keep up with college basketball, and a young young town Youngstown State has a pretty good team this year. It was, I, I don't. I didn't see the basketball team, but we're usually football oriented. Oh, really? Yeah, Jim Trussell was there. Some of wow. Oh, yeah. Some few national division one AA championships. They're pretty good. And you moved to Charlotte. When did you, you move to Charlotte? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, I moved back in ninety seven. We just had an up of up north, and my grandpa was here in the fifties in Charlotte. My dad traveled all through here. You know, stayed used to sell door to door on the coast at the military bases and things like that. So he always loved the South. What was he the selling? Carolinas. I mean, he was a he was at first those guys were like a Walmart on wheels, basically selling the military. Uh, really? To, yeah. Yeah. Anything you wanted, really, they have it. Show up, just hustling. We call that a hustler. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you get. It's in it. your blood. That's the problem. Is, you, is your granddad first generation American? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, my, my, my grandfather came here in 1938, and he didn't go back overseas till 10 years later. It took him a month to get here on Yankee cruises. Really? Wow. So he stayed here for 10 years before he even went back. My dad didn't see his dad till he was 10 years old. He came by himself. He came with a friend, actually. I found, I found the itinerary. Or no the manifest way. on it. Believe it or not, I didn't think it was going to. I found the manifest on um, Ancestry.com. No You're going to make me cry. That is so that is amazing. cool. So it took 30 days. I mean, think about that. That had to be terrifying in the right. middle of the ocean. And for what 30 year days? was it? 1938. In well, 1938, probably... it took him 30 days to get here. That. Didn't go back home for 10 years. Yep. Dang, can you imagine? No. The, can you imagine the sacrifice that was for, for opportunity, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so you have the like where, do you know? Well, where did it originate from? Oh, where did he originate from? Where the the, the, uh, the yeah he and the uh, the actual cruise. It originated. One of them came. He when he came back twice. Really, at the time, one I believe left from uh, Alexandria, Egypt, and the other one left from uh, Haifa. Oh my god! Which gosh. were Palestinian. Which that's been in the news too. But uh, that's he left from Haifa. Um, in Palestine in uh, 1938. There was diff- that was the two major ports. Okay. And what did you... I, I'm going to get this wrong. What's, your, what's his nationality? He was Palestinian. Palestinian. Yeah, he's Palestinian. I'll, I've told people you you were of Syrian descent. Yeah, uh, no. Sorry. What's well, all that's, the Levant? That's like t- Levant. saying I'm from California or South America or yeah, something. That's, you know... You can kick me in the head later. Yeah. I, but we talk very <laughs> often on this show, and we hadn't in a little while, about how much I'm intrigued and, and in love, and I just think it's the coolest thing with with first generation immigrants because they 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 work so hard, they're so loyal. I mean, the opportunity is just so fresh, and and they just treat people well with respect, and it's got a mutual thing. Um, that is yeah. a cool story. You had told me something along those lines. I had forgotten a lot of it. Yeah, when all you have is a suitcase and fifty bucks and no choice but to make it, you'll find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, he, so did he start the door to the, the military sell, yeah. selling? Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of the guys they they he actually they landed in Boston, and a lot of them they're like, forget this, it's too cold up here. So yeah. a lot of them would migrate down, I think, to the East Coast, and eventually a lot of a lot of the guys from my dad's village, which is Bethel, ended up in Eastern North Carolina. Really? Yeah. So really? I, that's how that's how I ended up being born in Wilmington. In Wilmington. Yeah. Which. We never left, but so what took him to uh, Youngstown? Or well, we had family, and I think he was he was on the road a lot. He ended up uh, evolving into buying Native American jewelry from reservations, and then wow. going and distributing it nationwide to gift shops all over the country. So he traveled every single state, 
probably could tell you better routes than a modern navigation. Depending Your dad. On, de- yes, depending yeah. on how you wanted to travel. So then he ended up, set, after being so many years on the road, we were all getting older, he settled down and bought a grocery store. And um, after um, Dayton, we were in Cleveland. Yep. He bought a grocery store in yeah, Cleveland? Yeah, from Relta, yes. And that that's where the challenges it, began. It's where the challenges began? <laughs> yeah, yes. It reminds you of Ashish on the radio. <laughs> go, Ashish Mystery, go listen to his yeah. parents' uh, story. Yeah. They just come try to make a living. Yeah. It's so, a survival. Yeah, so... So what kind of grocery store? It was just a regular. It was called Save More. There were chains. There were independent corner. You know, not corner, but it was a supermarket. And your dad bought a grocery store. Yeah, up? yeah, yeah. It was. It was actually one of my um, on uh, my other side of the family. His one of the family members had it, so he he bought it. Wanted to settle down, and you go into different environments and you experience different things. You go from selling the gift shops to selling on the east side of Cleveland. <laughs> You'll find out real quick. So we had our challenges to say the least, and. So did you work in the in the store as a kid? No, not then. No, I was too young. No. I started working when I was 12 in the other one in Youngstown. All right. <laughs> we got to go pay some bills. Will you stick around? Yes, sir. His sham Bedwin when we return. Dirty South Customs. Man, what awesome stories we got yes. coming out of this fella. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. Man, if you missed the last couple of segments, got to go back. I've been talking about this. I know fella. you have. Yeah. I know you have. Um, I see your vehicles, your, your whip <laughs> out front of his shop. I've had like four people tell me that Reagan's fans at, at Dirty South. Yeah. 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 It's on Front Street. Literally. <laughs> Literally. On front Street. <laughs> It literally is. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Where's that dent? building? That your building is so close to the road. Yeah. Which is has its advantages, yeah. also has its disadvantages. Yeah. Because when you're crowded and you pull in, you're like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take frontage any day though. I'd rather be closer to the road than you know. You didn't talk back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So, uh, so, so your granddad. I mean, your dad bought a settled down, bought a grocery store from the other side of his family, uh, in Cleveland. Yes. And and did that uh, while you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you told me some stories about your entrepreneurship uh, up in that area. Can yeah. you tell us what went on with you. Well, my I mean, my story kind of a lot of times people are like, well, how do you how did you end up where you are now, and how did you end up uh, creating Dirty South Customs? Really, it's been a journey. And if it wasn't for a lot of people around me, whether it's family, friends, um, and believe it or not, customers from the least expected people, you. Uh, you'll find the opportunity and you just don't even know it. And uh, what happened with me was I was pre-med. I have a biology degree. We nobody would even know. Everybody thinks, you know, nothing wrong with hustling. But at the same time, I think an educational background always helps. Um, my dad made me stick through school. There was a, you know, a couple of times. So I was in school. So you got an undergrad bi- biology degree. Yeah, wow. undergrad biology degree. And, um, at Youngstown? Young, from Youngstown State. Youngstown yep, State. yep. Go Penguins. <laughs> so, Yeah. I so, think they play tonight at 7.30. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah so check it out. <laughs> the spread is. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right. Minus six and a half. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the most important thing. So, so, yeah. So, we, you know, we ended up uh, moving. We ended up moving from Cleveland to Youngstown for an opportunity with, the, with another store. And then Warren. So, you know, you kind of like have to, you know, kind of adapt as you go up there. Different circumstances. So, I ended up, uh, we were in Warren, Ohio. And I had a customer come in that was a DJ. And this is really where I started on my own journey, which was, it was funny because he'd come in. And, you know, we always talk to customers. They come in a neighborhood store. 
you know, right between the projects in Warren, Ohio. And he comes in and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, there's this music. He's like, you should start selling music in here. And um, I had some friends that were in the wireless industry at the time that's had pagers and a lot of that stuff. That's when everything was new. So he comes in, he's like, yeah, you should say it comes out on Tuesdays. And I love music. I'm like an 18 year old. You know what I mean? Just trying to fit in. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So, I mean, really, the music really wasn't that much money. So it's like, yeah, man, there's this group um, that just came out. He goes, people are going crazy over their music. I was like, really? I said, yeah. He was like, yeah. It was N.W.A. Oh, really? Wow. So what is this, like the late 80s, mid 80s? um, Yeah, it was late 80s. Man, I just watched Straight Outta Compton, like literally last week. Crazy movie. Yeah. So the the funny thing is, like, even along that line, well, anyway, so it was that. Then it started, you know, so I was telling, I was like, God, when I I even listened to it for the first time, this is, me, I'm kind of a very diverse person. Went to private school for the most part, you know, through high school. And where I grew up was probably the rougher area, Youngstown. Um, east side of Youngstown, so I got a little bit of everything, you yeah. know. As, good environment as at home, to now, right? Yeah, good <laughs> environment at home. It's like that's how it is, I guess. Um, but anyway, so from there, he's like, "Yeah," and I listened to him. I got the music, and this is just like I was like, "Just give it a shot." Then he was like, "Yeah, man." He was like, "They're selling these T-shirts out in L.A." He was like, "You should get a few T-shirts." So we used to cash checks in the store. Then I got N.W.A. T-shirts. And then the chronic came out. So I took a clothesline. We used to cash checks. I put a clothesline in front of my dad's office. And I, I sold like $500 in T-shirts. And I was selling them for like 15 bucks buying them. Really? Like Back then? The Back 80s. then. So my dad yeah. was like, wow. yeah. So, so you sold Dr. Dre and NWA T-shirts? Yeah, yeah. Yep, for <laughs> oh, sure. And I sold and I sold, I sold, sold a lot of them. You're at the right place at the right time. And at the time, believe it or not, my dad was like, you should wholesale them. I was like, no, why? I was young. So I was like, no, I, I, want, I want all the money. He's like, no, go to stores. And I really was one of the first people to put hip-hop clothing in corner stores or in really? the hood and stuff like that. So I had like 80 stores selling my T-shirts. I was getting all kinds you of You had 80 stores selling your T-shirts when yeah, you were 18, 18 years, years old? old? Yeah, yeah. Holy I was cow. on the road. I guess that hustle, that's a part What did your dad say? I mean, he was happy. He, we, he ended up, we ended up selling the store and just being there. We're just trying to survive. You know, big competition started. Big supermarkets started opening up. So I was trying to do whatever I could to make money. And then at one point, you know, there's lines that you could do. There's a shade of gray sometimes. And he saw, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes you make money. Money's not everything. So he saw me about, you know, going the wrong path. He ended up selling the store. So we ended up going, he ended up hitting the road and going different cities and taking them. Like when Tupac wore the stocking cap, you know, how many of those can you, door to, I mean, like really store to store. You could fit like how many thousands of dozens in a big maxi van. So we were selling thousands of dozens of those. And but at the time, I knew the opportunity. I was the first guy out, man, wearing an African-colored Carl Kanai suit with really? some combat boots. And oh, man. So, <laughs> That's mean, crazy. Yeah. but Take it, you back to Harding there, buddy. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Wow. wow. So cow. what brought y'all to Charlotte? Really, we just, um, I ended up from the clothing, a customer of mine. There's another thing, you know, from one, a person that I used to sell to clothing. Some of his um, relatives had pager stores in Cleveland. They ended up growing to a massive chain. They were the first reseller in the country for pagers. So we ended up, he was in wireless. He saw my hustle. He was like, let's partner up. I love Pittsburgh, obviously. It was like, you know, we used to go out there and stuff like that. So I love the city. And I was debating, what, you know, what my next steps were. And either go the professional, believe it or not, I was even considering law school. But I knew these guys were making millions doing wireless. So at the time, because of the timing, I got into that with him. I partnered up. And then um, from Pittsburgh, my family decided they wanted, you know, they had enough. My dad was like, you know what, I just want to move back down south. He goes, I'm done, you know, just continues, we're moving in. So 
he ends up moving down. I'm about to move in a new apartment. I have my U-Haul behind my store. I come in the next day to move my stuff. The U-Haul's gone with everything I own in it. So to me, that was a sign. Um, and I wanted to be with my family. Maybe God knew it. So, and then I made a decision to sell out to my partner and come back down. And I started FastLink Wireless. And I opened, you know, two stores on one on South Boulevard and one on Sugar Creek by Dinglewood. And a little shopping center right there on what Sugar Creek in the Plaza, 1997. FastLink Wireless. Yeah, on the corner of Sugar Creek in the Plaza right there. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. I used yeah. to live near there. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not back then, but yeah, I know. I mean, and you were exactly selling pagers? Selling cell pagers, cell, cell phones. phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cell phones there. were coming yeah. along then. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that was early on. Yeah. You caught that wave. You caught a bunch of waves here. Yeah. You surf? Yeah, no, I, when I need to. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Of course when you did. Did to. you sell surfboards? Yeah, no, I would. Uh, that might be an idea. So, so how <laughs> So Thanks. how long did you have FastLink Wireless? Um, we ended up, I had stores also in Fayetteville. I was recruited to open stores in Fayetteville. And from our family ties back then, it, I thought well, that was, that's another good story I can tell you. But we ended up recruiting there. So I was, I would say right until I opened the store on Wilkinson in 04. So I still had FastLink over on Sugar Creek through 04. And then I was, I got, I had gotten into distribution from my retail operations and some of the stores I had in Fayetteville, I was, and wholesale distribution for Cricket Wireless in different cities. I went back to Pittsburgh, I had Toledo. Wow. That's when they only were in certain cities, Charlotte and Greensboro. So I got into wholesale. I was importing my own accessories, stuff like that. Goodness gracious. That's amazing. Isn't that an amazing so story? When, when did Dirty South actually come to life? Out of every time that there's a struggle, there's another way. Yep. And out of necessity, from my, our relationships, my dad had bought some speakers on clothes out from a cousin. And we, I had them in the corner behind the counter. People started asking about the speakers. Now, when I, we had our grocery store in Warren, I, I tried. After I started selling the clothing and stuff, I was like, and I was into the music. I had yeah, my yeah. car done up. I was like, let me split the store and do a clothing store with, with car stuff, yeah, stereos yeah. and things like that. He, and um, he was like, no, no, no. So from those speakers in the corner, people started asking. And then after Cricket opened and the areas that we had opened, people started moving from pagers. So we didn't have the recurring income yeah. from that. So they started going on to not doing contracts, so they went there to, into that, those set unlimited plans. It was a you know opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, the margins weren't the same because there was no contract. So the, obviously the revenue wasn't the same either. So I went from making three hundred dollars in activation to making twenty five off selling a phone. So I, I did the math and it was I knew it was going to work. So from there they started asking about that. I built a sound wall, and I had a guy. People started asking, and then we started doing installs, and I lost the contract with Cricket. Where I was leaving on my honeymoon, came back. My wife's pregnant. I'm out, and I was like, you know what? I got to find something else to do. So I went back to my passion. I put a flyer together and started flyering all the clubs, and people started coming in. And what year did you get married? Um, in 02. 02. We're gonna yeah. go to bed. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we got you on a cliffhanger because we it. finally made it to Dirty South Custom for the last <laughs> yeah. segment. Yes. Yeah. It's Sham, go. man. This is awesome. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm Trent Hasten from the Roby family. You got some go of companies. I mean, I, I, I was just you were watching, excited. I was just watching Hasham try to put his headset back on. He couldn't figure out which way the the earbud went. And uh, for a man, <laughs> for a man that broke barriers in the in the car and audio video and music industry. You can't figure out a twenty-four. I was headset. like, "How did this thing flip around, man?" Like it was like I was like, "There's no." I, I was like, I first, <laughs> first I was like, "How did I do that?" 
I was like, <laughs> I I was like how was I to do that? I didn't, but yeah, I got it. It's I got all good. It. We know how to cool. get him now. We yeah. flip, just flip his earphones. Yeah. You're not getting Headphones. much by him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you got married in 02. You did a sound wall. You moved on to Wilkerson in 04? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. And you were a tenant? At the yeah, time? Well, I, well, that was funny because Mr. Lambert, who owned the property at the time, he, uh, we call, I called the number, we start talking, and everybody's like, you know, the accent. Well, Youngstown is like a medley of all kinds of immigrants, steel mills, you know. So yeah, yeah. I could hear it in his voice. I was like, where are you from? He's like, Youngstown, Ohio. You're kidding me. I swear. So he was from Youngstown, no way. where I grew up, and he went to the rival Catholic high school. Really? Like, when I say rivals, I mean rivals. So I'm talking to this guy. We hit it off. So sometimes I've gotten so lucky at times just with relationships. Yeah, it's and I crazy. Looked, I had looked at the property probably a year before. I still have the notes. And um, I ended up calling him. We made it, you know, we made a deal. And it was kind of leased to own and stuff like that at the beginning. But, really? You know, he, it was a fair deal. It was, it, you know, it was fair. So did he have anything he to do with it? He did a fair deal with us, too. He's a yeah. good guy. Yeah, he's a good very, guy. Mr. Very Lambert's known a good guy. in the world of our construction. Yes. Stone restoration was his business. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows him to be a well, good the, dude. The, the, so the plumbing folks were below you, right? Are they yes. Piedmont yeah. Plumbing? Yeah. They so were, they're not lamp. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Piedmont Plumbing. They've, they were, they've been there since the 40s. I oh think the gosh. brothers are the ones that built the building, which is, yeah. you know, for oh, everybody really? listening and everybody remembers Kimbrell's, fur, you know, before Kimbrell's, it was like Charlotte's first furniture store. Yeah. Which they have the pictures and all that. There's so much history behind that building. There's three brothers and they built it in three different segments. Piedmont was in the basement. They were there for like fifty something. Oh, that's was, where dad dad always said that's the only place you could find what, what you need. Yeah, working at I, we worked at Ferguson. Uh, a couple of us at Roby, Dave McGuire, and I. We, we couldn't stock those hard to get parts because they wouldn't turn fast enough. Right, right. We probably sent ten people a day to that plumbing. Yeah, shop, right below Dirty South Custom. Yeah, oh, I know yeah, exactly they, where it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. They still there? No, unfortunately, Mister Withrow passed away, and then you know the ladies found another yeah. job. I tried to keep him. I wanted to keep him there just for the history. Yeah. So I even offered. I was like, "Well, you guys need any help, so forth and so on." I was like, "Can we do anything like that?" The knowledge is really the two employees that he had in there, and they everybody swears by. Him. I said, "That's somebody come in right everybody. before I got here." Yep. And um, a lot of things that they carried, yeah, no, you know, nobody had. But they've moved. They've moved on. It's unfortunate, but. You know, sometimes but, but you have a couple businesses, like a lawn business that uses the back. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah he leases the, he leases some land. He, they do like um, digging for AT and T and things yeah. like that. But I have a relationship with him. He was my landscaper. Yeah, Well, you know, I I had looked at that building. You owned the building because um, I when I started liking Wilkinson, Brian Butler had showed me that building. Mm-hmm. I think you were considering potentially selling it. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Um, I didn't meet you when I looked at it, and then and then years later we bought the building beside you. You yeah. and I meet, we become friends. I got a couple a couple guys and, and a partner partner in my building, Ken Fairley, who's a great guy. And uh, you know, he said, "Hey, you gonna try to buy that? Try to buy your building?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No, no, this is my boy. Uh-huh. We're, it's like we don't need to we don't need to take each other out. We need yeah. to stick together. Right. And our philosophies are the same. Yeah. So." Uh, you have a you have a very successful operating business in there yeah. that uh, I think it more scratches your itch of entrepreneurism and hustle, yeah, uh, and, and and pays the bills and and we're trying to put a business next door. We're gonna move Roby over there beside you. I thought that would have been really cool, mm-hmm. but it was just gonna be too much. We already got a <laughs> an office. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so. How is Dirty South doing? Good, good. It's steady, you know, with the economy, of course. You know, people aren't rushing to buy wheels and tires like they used to, especially depending on the mood of the country. 
we're the first ones that anytime to dip in the economy, it's the first things people do. But we're still, you know, we're holding on and we're looking for the future. Trying to, you know, things are always changing in automotive. So well, how well how can people look you up? They can go by your store. What's your address? Yeah, the 20, 2639 Wilkinson Boulevard. And you could look us up on DirtySouthWheels.com. Man, Dirty so South cool. Wheels. I yeah, DirtySouthWheels.com. Dirty Hisham, you've given a lot of philosophies. I want to tell a little story right before uh, we go. Well, what's one philosophy you live by? Impossible is nothing. Whoa. He was ready for that. I was going to say that. the opportunity always lies in, in what you think is not an opportunity. It's yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Impossible is nothing. That's cool. Is that, yeah. that what you said? Yeah. So, so nothing is impossible. So I bought – so Reagan, he did Reagan's van about yeah. six or seven years ago. Everybody likes it. It's got – Nice rims, nice tires, a little jacked up. Wrapped it. You told us to wrap it. I had never thought about wrapping it. Uh, I I buy my car. I tell my brother my expedition I bought, mm-hmm. and I tell my brother in, in McGuire. I said, "Hey, I want to, I want, I want his sham to hook it up because it's kind of who I am." And so I give it to him and say, "Hey, do your thing. Surprise me." Yes. Turned and, out good. Uh, and and we go. He 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 sends me pictures. We go look at it. Reagan and the girls are like, uh, uh-uh, I don't like it, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. and I and I didn't love it right instantly. We go there and look at it. He pulls out of the rims. You're always willing to do stuff. You said, hey, but I think you, you have it for a minute. Give it a chance. These are fuel rims, fuel rims. He knows what he's doing. You said they were the Jordan of the rim industry, and uh, I in the middle of debating, I said, nope. I gave it to Hisham. I asked him to do it. He knows me. We're gonna roll with it. That's what it is. And immediately everybody started talking about it. I love my car. Awesome. I would it would not be the same experience, and I wouldn't have that story to tell if I had done it any different. So well, thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a friend. Yes, Godspeed to your business. Yes, Listen, thank you. go do the golden rule today. Treat us the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. Thanks for listening. Hashem Bedwin, Dirty South Rims.